space. What endless mystery. Look at it. Wow. Who do dare uncover its secrets? The brave crew of the starship Cavalier do dare to scout the heavens, to see some moons, to take a dangerous galaxy trip. This is the true story of them that voyage among, oh, these, those stars of space. Tonight's episode is... The Contest. Starring... Christopher Hastings as Dr. Dewey. Branson Reese as Don Valentino. Taylor Moore as Backyard Pile. And Joe Lepore as Everything and Everyone Else. Officer's log, space date 48592.q. The Vanguard has acquired a large collection of Trochilian flytraps. The plants, which are not native to any concilium worlds, are extremely rare and valuable. The Vanguard has asked us to receive them. If I may be so bold, this errand feels like a low priority. There is no way of knowing when we will be back in concilium space, and one imagines they could have simply had them shipped. As I am in charge of duty roster this week, I have selected three crew members we can afford to spare. Backyard Pile, Dr. Thomas Dewey, and Don Valentino, one of my fellow android crewmates. Normally, Don Valentino is unavailable outside his typical duties, and is booked solid well in advance. But at the moment, most of the crew have undertaken an Old Earth November ritual that has him lying a bit fallow for the next few weeks. I trust this ensemble has what it takes to get even this job done. (laughs) We find ourselves in the teleportation chamber of the USS Cavalier. In many ways, it's the front door of the ship, and as a windowless room covered in beige carpet and a glowing platform, it's perfectly adequate for the job. The door opens, and Backyard Pile, Dr. Thomas Dewey, and Don Valentino, the ship's companion droid, enter. Oh boy, I can't believe I've finally gotten a job outside of that boring old ear, nose, and throat clinic that I run. Hello, everybody, it's me, Dr. Thomas Dewey. It's the ship's ear, nose, and throat doctor. I'm an older man with wild gray hair, and this, uh, I had to take up uh, an unpaid day off to do a mission, but I love this space stuff, and I'm excited. Uh, a, uh, a a rose gold android steps forward with a, a screen for a face. And on the screen, uh, it comes through. There's, it's a little bit. It almost looks like it's like a VHS recording of a face. This face is very, it's very, it's, it looks almost uh, uh, 
uh, a test audience approved. Like they, uh, they, they went, it's a very unoffensive, like marquee star face uh, smiles. As a, <laughs> Hello, Dr. Dewey. It's me, Don Valentino, the ship's companion droid. If you catch my drift. Hello, Don Valentino. You're looking very handsome today. <laughs> that I am, my friend. That I am. I look over and say, I have to admit, I'm excited to do something. I'm losing my goddamn mind this November. <laughs> Whoa! As I live and breathe, if it isn't Major Backyard Pile. And we see that uh, coming in last into the room is Major Backyard Pile, a tall, lithe, wiry, older human man with slightly longer than you'd expect, beautiful salt and pepper, going on white hair, big, beautiful mustache. His T-shirt is tucked into a pair of space camo pants. Space camo, uh, it looks like camo, but it's got stars and galaxies and planets (laughs) with rings around them on it. (laughs) Disappear into space. He stands in front of any window and it's like he's not there. Yeah. It's like we might see them and think, oh, those are magic school bus pajama pants. Uh, No, it's space camo uh, into his tactical plasticine carbon nanotube boots. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he is dragging a large uh, pallet of uh, like tanks with like weird like you know like how everything in space has like stuff stuck on it or like weird channels carved into it mm-hmm. to, <laughs> do to i ever out. <laughs> it's just like maybe a few blinking lights water tanks and boxes yes there's like there's half awake panels there's strange looking devices on tripods that it's are like a mystery science theater as they go into the theater all there's just yes. like shit up glued everywhere oh yep here i am major backyard pile reporting for duty and i Brought along a few personal supplies. Don, Dr. Dewey. Hello, Major. As you're the only one on this team with a rank, I assume you'll be leading this expedition. I'm so well, excited. easy now, Doctor. <laughs> I'm not one for titles unless it is one of respect that I can address you as. No, my title of Major comes from the Vanguard Sigma Force, of which I am no longer a Tier 1 operator. Here... I support the Vanguard value of equality and holacracy that we practice on board the Cavalier. I love it. A world without ranks. Three equal men. Three switches. (laughs) I am a switch. I don't know what that word means, but I'm ready to try. That means you're a switch. Oh, wonderful. Welcome to the club. My body opens up, something in my chest opens up, and I pull out a cigar and light it and hand it to Dr. Dewey. Welcome aboard, Doc. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad that we've finally proven that smoking isn't bad for you. It's true. It was a series of strange coincidences every single time. (laughs) And he smokes on that cigar. Not only is it not bad for you, it's good for you. You don't have to tell me twice. I'm a throat doctor. But unfortunately... You can't transport something that's on fire, and you all turn and see transporter operator Lieutenant Pamela Rexigar standing there. She has curly brown locks and big, beautiful eyes. She looks over at Don and says, Don, I was wondering if I could get some time with you this month. I know it's November, but I'm not observing. (laughs) I'm booked gaseous, which means my... Schedule is wide open. It's the opposite of being booked solid. Oh, what a relief. I thought for a moment it also meant booked solid. 
<laughs> Quite the opposite. I hope it's not a problem. I do have a husband. It's just he's on Pluto, and I don't know when I'll be seeing him again. Probably a long time. It'll be a very long time. Don't you worry, I'm well accustomed to working with the wed. I'm not a living thing, after all, so I don't see the problem. Oh, if my friends are true, you're more than alive. Well, your friends are sort of telling the truth, but I'll... Look, do you, are you in or are you out? Oh, I'm in, I'm in. All right. And then I uh, I open up another compartment on me, and a, a business card comes out, and I hand it to her. The business card says, my name is Don Valentino. <laughs> Great, so I'll just contact you with the communicator and... I'll just say your name. I, but, but I'm also, I, remember can, it. I can print anything on a card. And I open it up and I, I print it out again. And I hand her a card that says Gabu Gubu. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful embossed lettering. Right? It always looks good, no matter what the message. I print another one that says, I'm afraid of bees. Are you? No. You can even print lies on these. <laughs> There's no filter. I mean, there is a filter, but if you catch my drift, I'm jailbroken. Oh, oh, Don, stop it. Fine. Okay, if you want to step on the platform. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind if I do. Uh, Dr. Dewey stubs out his cigar and then places it on a ledge against the wall for later. Uh, doctor, there's an ashtray right here. And we can see that there's one of those giant tower ashtrays full mm-hmm. of sand right by the uh, teleporter manual. Oh, I'm so sorry. I normally don't get to use uh, this room. Oh, it's all right. I got your back, Doctor. And Don, I got yours. If there's one thing I don't miss about the Vanguard Sigma Force, it's the brusque and businesslike nature of men bent towards violence. Whereas here on the Cavalier, conversation and friendship is easy and strongly held. Ain't that the truth. I'm programmed to be great at conversation. And good enough at friendship. And I brought my sword just in case. And Dr. Dewey smacks his uh, saber uh, that is uh, strapped around his white lab coat. Now, Pamela, you said no cigars, but what about these? I packed these uh, to take down there. And he opens like an ammo can from his pallet of gear uh, and pulls out some little baggies of baby carrots and apple slices. (laughs) Major, why would that not be allowed? Well, um, I didn't seal the bags very well, and they might be oxidizing, much like the cigars. Just trying to think ahead and help you out, Pam. I I appreciate that, Major, but no, the the process will be momentarily uh, halted by the process of teleportation. So the fire, you know, would just go out. You know, a lit cigar becomes unlit in the process of breaking down into your constituent atoms and then being, you know, transported through Dom space to another location. Okay. I'll take your word for it. So yeah, so 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 a lit cigarette teleported, of course, would would then become an unlit cig uh, an unlit cigarette or cigar. Your your baby carrots will be fine. Great, and you'll be. I don't mean this- to. I don't mean to condescend, but no, um, I asked. Yeah, and you'll uh, teleport down our pallet of equipment after we teleport down ourselves. I'll do it all at the same time. Oh, Pam, where have I heard that before? <laughs> of all the months, Don, to make that joke, you choose November. <laughs> <laughs> My least favorite month. Now be careful, boys. I am on duty. And so are we. He salutes her. She salutes back. Don gives a big salute, too, and says, By the way, my favorite month is August. 
Why? Just love the beach. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell me about it later. And oh, and I intend to. Believe me, believe you me, I'm coming back safe from this one, even though I'm a completely non-lethal droid. It's impossible for me to kill or even hurt. Okay, well, should be fine on this flower-collecting mission of yours. And I'll also be coming back safe, although my record is a very lethal one. Okay, well, uh, that uh, that's a lot of information for you to just throw out there, but great. What about you, Dr. Dewey? Do you plan on returning whole? <laughs> Where have I heard that before? <laughs> I guess it depends on if anything unexpected happens. And that's what's so fun about being an ear, nose, and throat doctor on a spaceship in dangerous territory. That's true. Ear, nose, and throat doctors, for sure. They have to be comfortable with the ever-present threat of death. <laughs> you do out here, friend. <laughs> and I love it. I turn Let's back go. to her and I say, so that's three people you can expect returning home whole. We will return unharmed. What's a home hole? A home hole? Wow. Yeah. It's the hole you know the best. Wow. Right? Major backyard pile. There's a little bit of poetry to that. There's a lot of poetry to it and even more wisdom. It is. It's the hole you know the best. They say hole is where the heart is. The only problem, the people who say it are lunatics. <laughs> But also me, because I know the ear hole and the nose hole and the throat hole, and I consider them all to be sort of uh, vacation houses. (laughs) If you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. This is why you come on the Cavalier, the rapport. Gentlemen, we are friends for life and nothing shall tear that asunder. All right, so if you get on that platform. Okay, but you should know we're the three best of friends. And that's great. That's great. That'll never change. I'm sure you'll have a great time. It'll never be put in jeopardy. We will return safe. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing will even challenge our concepts. You know, it's, uh, I'm so glad this is our real life and not some kind of work of fiction because it would almost feel like uh, foreshadowing. Yeah, extreme dramatic irony. You're all about to suffer some horrible tragedy. No, 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 no. Terrible danger. I don't know. No, no tragedies await us. And in fact, it's good that it's not drama because there would be a complete lack of drama in our future. I'm talking about three <laughs> static friends. <laughs> How long can we do this? Safe as can be. Just remember when you get down there, the Trekellians do shake with the left hand. It would be a great insult if you what? shook with your right. So Now you tell us. I haven't practiced. So maybe there was a little dramatic irony if you were going to go down there and just start shaking hands with your right. Well, thank God you diffused it. I'm programmed not to upset people, and I've remembered the key words. Trichelians, right hand. Got it. No, it's the left hand. We shake with the left hand. Right, but the right hand is what... It's going to be better if I remember it this way. The right hand is what upsets them. So I should remember, Trichelians, right hand. Well, if they're shaking with their left, we use our right. No. Think about it. No, it's a no. mirror image. No, but you when when you're shaking someone's right hand, they're also shaking with their right hand because you're facing them. Well, how conceited do you think I am? My right hand isn't going to be everyone's right hand. Yeah, Pam. We're out in space, a lot of different civilizations. My good friends that I am loyal to until the end raise a good point. I will offer a foot. 
luckily we're all here in a physical space that we can all see each other. So I can clearly demonstrate. And she reaches out and shakes Dr. Dewey's hand, which you can all clearly see is a right hand shaking a right hand. Okay. Well, that's the way we usually do it. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Just get on the platform. Uh, We're all on the platform waiting on you, Pam. Great. Okay. I'll initiate. And as Lieutenant Pamela Rexigar goes to enter in the codes to initiate the teleport, something unusual happens. Without pressing a button, a strange crackle is heard. And the three crew members she was attempting to teleport vanish. She looks down at her console, confused. Did I do that? She asks herself. (laughs) Fuck off. Her catchphrase. It's going to be the Pam show next season. Dude, I wish. I love Pam. (laughs) She she pulls out her suspenders. (laughs) She asks herself, but no, she did not. The photonic buffer hasn't even been initialized. We cut to the bridge of the Cavalier. At their various stations, we see Thread Count 900, Claire President, and in the corner, reading a beachy paperback, is Liberty Balboa. Thread Count hears a beep as a call comes in from the teleportation chamber. This is Thread Count 900 on the bridge. Uh, Lieutenant Thread Count, this is Pam down in, down in the teleportation chamber. Hello, Pam. What is your query? Well, I was just uh, transporting three crewmen down to the planet's surface, um, and they, uh, I'm sorry, they disappeared Sorry, I know that sounds – because what we do, what I do down here is, you know, make people – they vanish. But I I didn't – what you have to understand is I did not do it, right? They disappeared without – not under the ship's power. You're saying that three crewmen disappeared in a place where we expected, but not under the usual circumstances. More or less, yes. I see. Well, then we should run some scans, I believe. Okay, okay, they, uh, they could be in danger. Yes, of course. I'm I'm very worried, but we must approach it one step at a time. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Would you I'll like d- me to emulate more fear? Would it make you more comfortable? Yeah, I'm a little upset right now. I am very confused and uh, surprised and worried that these people I just saw, um, you know, could be in, in danger. Yes, of course. Let me call up something just for the occasion. And uh, Threadcount's eyes like roll through his head like a slot machine for a second and then stop with a ping and he says, Jesus Christ, Pam! What have you done? We must rescue those men! Run scans immediately! It wasn't me. I didn't, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. We'll no, talk I mean, about it in my quarters later. No, no, this is, no, this is, this is not... You're just you're this is an act, Thread Count. So Liberty hears act. that uh Thread Count has his angry voice on, and he mm-hmm. he panics and he throws his book behind his back. He goes, ah, it's it's homework, I'm doing homework. Is there anyone else up there who could maybe be a little more uh emotional? Do you have like a you know All eyes on the bridge turn back to look at the science station where Claire President who is a sentient gas in a red balloon tied with string to the railing uh, is sort of gently bonking in the breeze against the buttons of the science panel. (laughs) I get the sense that everyone is looking at me. How may I be of assistance? God damn it, Claire. We need some emotion. We need some fear. And we need to find those men. Uh, Thread Count says with a completely dead face. 
The men are lost? I take it you mean the away mission down to Trichalion to retrieve the flowers. Yeah, we've got a transporter problem, and I don't know what to do with it, except for ask for scans and yell at you. Hmm, you've never yelled at me before. The experience is interesting. I think what your species might call elation? I don't know. I've never experienced this before. Hmm. Could you yell at me again? God damn it, I don't have time to yell. I need someone pushing a button to run some scans for weird spaceship! I like this, but we'll have to attend to that later. And I think attending to it is going to be strange considering it's November and the balloon just sort of looks around the bridge and makes eye contact with everyone. And then it begins balking against the science panel again. I am picking up some interesting readings that correlate to the last attempted use of our teleporter. And the signal seems to be originating from Trichelion itself. You're telling me those goddamn Trillions phased our boys down there without our permission? Again, Threadcount has a completely dead face as he's spitting out this old recording of some drill master he heard years ago. I like it when you yell at me. And also, it appears, (laughs) yes. Is that correct, Joe? What? That the the overriding signal did come from Trichelion and someone else has beamed them down, I'm guessing. Uh... uh, Claire, why don't you roll for that? Mm, yeah, I forgot about that. We roll. <laughs> Make uh, a lasers roll. It's my, science is my specialty. Can I do it too? Yes. Yeah, baby. <sighs> okay. Uh, I'm looking for lasers, which is under, but Claire's number is five. So I got a laser number and a two. Two successes and my number. Great. Claire knows. Do you want to, Claire, do you want to ask a pr- uh, question? Ooh, yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, Where did the signal originate from on the planet? Can I pinpoint that location? You cannot because the signal did not originate on the planet. (gasps) Fuck. Well, can I pinpoint where the fucking signal came from? No, you can't. Oh, shit. Uh, Can I at least tell if the signal was uh, like or natural or created by like sentient people's technology? Taylor, if I may, you're assuming there's a signal. Jesus Christ. Well, some kind of energy took the boys or... Hmm. Why would you assume? Why would you assume anything? Ah, you're right. Okay, fuck. Uh, where did the where did the boys go, <laughs> Joe? <laughs> Too much. We cut. There it is. As that strange crackle is heard again, our three crewmates, used to a safe, orderly teleport, are instead thrown to the ground. Ooh. Oh no! <coughs> Pam is bad at a transporter. Whoa, I like whoa. her as a person. Of Look, course. We don't know. We don't know that this is on Pam. I, I, I wouldn't blame this on Pam. Not yet. Either way, this is a very bad first impression on the planet of Trochelia, you might be thinking. But that, you realize, isn't quite right. As you each feel the heat of five, yes, five suns beating down on you. What, what can I fuck? say? The universe is a crazy place. You look down and see that you've landed on a floor of smooth, polished galaxium in the shape of a giant pentagon and approaching you is not apologies and offers of a hot lunch no it's quite the opposite danger maybe we could have fun with an episode where everyone gets apologies and a hot lunch but that's not today the danger comes from three different directions as three figures a man that looks like a large beaver with really toned arms carrying a club a sentient barrel on treads with robot arms wielding two sabers and a woman with luminescent purple hair holding a gun. Yes, a gun with bullets approaches you. My God, is this Galaxium we're standing on? 
Holy money floor! Not only that, but it's hot here. My fans are going crazy. And not only that, that lady's got a gun. And she fires it. <gasps> uh, I dodge. No, yes, no. I push the other guys out of the way. Backyard, make a feelings roll. You're reacting on instinct. and But you can make two rolls because you're doing a virtuous thing. And we, you know, we want to honor that. I rolled a six. Six success. Okay. And a one. It's failure. Okay. Well, you pushed two men out of the way. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Dewey and Don, I want you each to make a, a roll. I got a six. And I also got a six. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Backyard pushes the two of you out of the way of the oncoming bullets. She fires twice. One bullet sails past the both of you. Backyard expertly pushed you out of the way, but then there's a second shot and it flies through each of you, hitting you both in the arm. <laughs> Shiza! Ah, our arm! Backyard Pile does a, his training kicks in and he does <laughs> an ocular assessment of the situation. What kind of weapons are we up against? The the big beaver guy has a club, yep. like a, just a big, like, like a caveman style club, uh, that sentient barrel on tank treads has robot arms that are wielding two big sabers and the woman has a gun. And it does it look like a classic regular old kinetic regular old just like projectile bullet like rifle yeah. or is it yeah. like a laser gun? It's a it's like a handgun. Wow. Like maybe from Earth's 20th century. <sighs> Gentlemen, give me a physical assessment any damage to your bodies. I'm bleeding out of my arm. I don't know how to fix it. It's not in my area of expertise. And I'm fine. A bullet went through my arm, but I'm an android. I didn't bleed, and I didn't feel it. Don, can you dress doctor's wounds while I address our assailants? Well, usually I'm more of an undresser, but I'll do my best. <laughs> can't top that. That's great. <laughs> can't top that. I've never said that. Oh, there. We're unarmed, and we have no valuables upon us. And uh, Backyard Pile begins walking with his hands up towards the three strangers. They all uh, they all circle him. And the... Circling uh, me. A universal <laughs> act of peace and welcoming. <laughs> the circle, symbol of the universal womb. <laughs> the beaver looks at you and says... Put your hands behind your back. I was told you shake with the left. We're not shaking. And he holds his club up. Get on oh. your knees and put your hands behind your back. I see what this is. I'm afraid we don't get on our knees in the vanguard. The woman uh, cocks her gun. But you're welcome. <laughs> get in your goddamn graves. <laughs> and backyard <laughs> throws himself at the woman with the gun. Wow. And begins I to grapple with her. Make a laser's roll success you so you uh you tackle her you fall to the ground uh, you're wrestling you're struggling with her and as you do you feel the cold pinprick of steel as one of the sabers held by that moving barrel is pressed against the back of your neck actually i think kneeling sounds great the woman sort of like wriggles out from under you and stands up and then also holds her gun towards Don Valentino and Dr. Dewey. Please, what do you mean you no harm? Uh, we're unarmed. Please don't harm us. Ma'am, I 
didn't catch your name, but I couldn't hurt you if I wanted to, which I don't want to. And I'm going to turn to the barrel and say, and I have a feeling you and I have something in common. And I'm going to turn to the beaver and say, <laughs> you know, good luck with all your projects. Though... <laughs> <laughs> your personal projects um, the woman addresses you and says do not worry here you will learn to harm learn to harm place your hands behind your back uh, I'll do that and I put, I put my hands behind my back and I, I, I think you gotta, you're in for a rude awakening though I literally cannot hurt maybe I can be like a TA or something I mean, maybe Backyard could hurt double for me? That We could work out an arrangement? I can, yeah. I can do that. He ain't heavy. He's my brother. Do you have that song on this planet? The barrel wheels forward and says, Do not worry. We shall teach. Well, first, beaver man, I think you should put that big old flappy tail of yours on my gaping wound. Don, Valentino, you did attempt to dress his wound, no? I did, yeah. So there's so something's been done, right? The bleeding's a little. I, I would say I have like a very basic, almost like a. Um, I have a very basic sense of like I'm not like a medical specialty droid, but like you know accidents happen mm. uh, in my line of work, and you want to be able to handle it. What first aid would be relevant to, to Don Valentino? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, I have um, a lot of like brace, like small braces for like a finger or like an ankle or a wrist or something. There's a lot of like carpal tunnel problems that can come up. Mm. Um, I have like uh, I have a lubricant. I have some bandages. I have a lot Dental of neosporin. Dams. Yeah. Uh, so I've just like pumped him full of neosporin and like dressed the wound and put bandages around it. Thank you, Tom. I'm so glad that this wound is concurrent with some of your own exploits in your line of work. It's true. We got lucky there. I fear we won't again. And I made a solemn promise to Pam. We will return unharmed. And I look at Backyard Pie and say, So be careful! Yeah, I think you're right, Don. Perhaps we should just go with the flow for now. Despite being shot, I have to say, it's what I signed up for. Eh? The woman... Joe, the woman. On. Okay. I got a question. Since yeah. I rolled a success on tackling her, but then I got got anyway, can uh -huh. we say that when Backyard Pile is saying that, he kind of smiles and in between his teeth, he shows to Don Valentino and Dr. Dewey that he took a bullet out of her gun? <laughs> How did he take a bullet out of her gun? Practice. Sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, Don's screen changes from his like his old like Hollywood face to like stock photo stock footage of like a thumbs up. And then it goes back to his face. Now, that's what I call using your throat hole. There's another crackle and a man appears in the Pentagon. He's got indigo robes, a big ponytail, lots of eyeliner. This guy is dramatic. Whoa, indigo vibes. Are you a servant of these three? Perhaps a janitor? No. Like them, I am a servant. So he is. What? No. Please, please, place the bands upon them. And the um, the the tall beaver comes behind each of you and places, places wristbands on your, well, wrists. Ooh, careful, beef. Hey, I'm down for whatever, though. They're not handcuffs. They're not chained together. You're free to move, but they are on your wrists. Thank you. I prefer this to the bullets very much. You have come here, each of you. Backyard, Dawn, Thomas, and here you will remain. The lives you know are no more. Wait, what? 
Okay, so you know my name? Random. It is not random. No, you gotta admit, it's it's pretty random. It would be random if I pulled it from thin air, but I did not. You guessed it. Hmm? You guessed them. No, That's an incredible that, guess. It was not a guess. That's, do you... Uh, that would that is what I meant by pulling from thin air. No, oh. it was with research. It was with observing you as you traveled and entered this stretch of space. We've been waiting for those like you. If you to join wa- our little games, if <clears throat> if you've been watching us, then you know that high above is the CSS Cavalier, flagship of the Vanguard fleet and a well-armed ship of war. You mess with us, you get the horns. Do you think your ship is here to save you? Yes. Count the suns, my friend. Five. How many suns did Trochelia orbit? I wasn't paying attention. One. Orbits one sun. You could be lying. And you orbit five suns? You like a zigzag around them? Yeah. It's no, not we, adding we or- up. They occupy a vast field in the center of our solar system, and we orbit the field. We It's actually an incredibly stable orbit. Oh, okay. It's, incredibly so it's like a, stable. You're like, you orbit, they're like, they're arranged like a like a CEO's desk with one of those, like, you pull one sun and then, or you pull two suns, maybe, and then two suns in the other direction move. You know what they I'm describing? They lie in a perfect balance. Well, so does this. Each one. Some of you, some of you may hail from planets that orbit their suns in an elliptical orbit. This world is a perfect circle. Did you bring us here for an astronomy lesson, or are we going to get down to brass tacks? I just meant to illustrate that you are not where you thought you were. Mm, so you are you quite say. far from where you thought you were. In fact, you have been transported a far greater distance than you may have thought possible. And your crew, the Cavalier, will not know how or why. They may assume you're down on that little planet you were meant to go to. Look, it sounds like you got us by the high and tights on this one, so we'll play your little game. But I, I want you to know my own life. I'm an android. It's immaterial to me. I'm no different than that barrel over there. But I made a promise to Pam. And if I'm not returned to her unharmed, well, she might be a little bummed out. So I want you to watch it, pal. The woman looks at you quizzically. Who is this? She's a queen. Just like every woman. <laughs> oh, I do not understand. Well, maybe I can teach you. You'd love it. He's very good at sexual intercourse. No, you know, it's not every not every lid goes on every pot. I understand. Quiet. This is not the place for that kind of talk. You'd be amazed. No, we will not have any of that. You will not have time as you learn to fight for your lives. Now go. And your three assailants lead you into a hallway inside a vast, vast mountainous cave. Where to? Well... We don't know. We'll have to cut back to the Cavalier and see what's going on there. Why, what's happening with those three missing crewmates? We fade into the bridge. Uh, so Thread Count has uh, decided to try a different, I guess, uh, emotion mask, you'd call it. And he's like, we have, we have to find them. We have to find them. They were teleported, they were kidnapped, or there was a problem. Thread count. Thread count. 
there, there. Relax, my friend. Things will be all right. Or as you say, okay. I honestly feel okay. I'm just trying to do something to get Pam to do her goddamn job. I understand. And I must be honest with you. I am also feeling elation by taking care of you. (laughs) I think I perhaps prefer you this way. I do not understand. It feels that regardless of the status of our relationship, whenever we switch, I enjoy it. Regardless, I have some bad news. My earlier statement that the signal originated on Trachelia was mistaken. I was in fact reading a reflection of our own teleporter signal. I'm sorry to say, but, um, well, we should all begin to accept the death of the three members of the away team. It would appear that a teleporter malfunction has beamed them into deep space and scrambled their signal. There is no sign of them, nor any chance of their safe return. That kind of shocks Threadcount back into his uh, neutral state. And he says, No, I I cannot accept that answer. It, we've been working at this problem for, what, 15 minutes? No, we must exhaust options. <laughs> 17 and a half minutes, to be precise. My friend, I understand this could be hard. And the balloon just very slowly leans toward Threadcount and bonks him on his screen face. I'm here for you. Liberty shouts, look out! (laughs) Part of my thing is I'm afraid of Claire! (laughs) It's established. It's established. No need to be afraid of me, my friend. The only thing we should be scared of is letting this tragedy follow us around for the rest of our lives. Don't you tell me how to feel. I'll let go of it lickety-split. At a boy. At a boy. By the way, did you say it was November? Yes. Well, no. I'm going to take the, the paperback novel I was reading. I'm going to tear it in half. It's April, but we are celebrating November. We we're what? Damn <laughs> <laughs> And I'm going to dive for the pages and try to like just put them back together. I'm going to try to like breathe life into the book. Like, no, I'm sorry, Fabio. Though I am not a member of Earth culture, I do respect my hosts here on the Cavalier by celebrating November. God damn it. Well, look, um, I'm sure we didn't try everything. I'm sure there's a, um, um, what about this one? And I'm going to look at the control panel just at a mm-hmm. button that looks unpushed. Uh, I'm going to say, what if mm-hmm. I push this one? <laughs> it's a touch Branson, screen. can you roll a 100-sided die? Yeah, dude. Whoa, Wait, I might need, dog. Like, the biggest app. gun. Uh, hold one hey, second. If you're please. wondering, listeners, if you're wondering what I'm doing here, it's on uh, page two of the lasers and feelings rules. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like the oh. hidden menu. <laughs> I've never looked at that page. Probably because I've never run over. a session. Okay. Joe? Mm-hmm. That's going to be a 19. Okay. Um, so the random button you pressed just opens a comms channel down with the Trichelian Botany Institute. Okay. <clears throat> the Trichelian scientist appears on the comm screen and says, uh, Sorry, did we... Um did we get the uh, did we get the appointment time wrong? Are you coming down to receive these fly traps? Are, They're... are they not there? No, no, no one's come down. Oh, um, uh, the, the fly traps are getting uh, pretty hungry. My eyes dart back and forth. Like, uh, is your refrigerator running? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Better go I, catch I'm it, not... Virgin, and I turn it off. <laughs> I, well, that didn't work. <laughs> <clears throat> Liberty, I understand you're having a hard time coming to terms, but. There is nothing to be done. The science is clear. 
those three beautiful, charming boys are gone. No. No, I refuse. I refuse to believe that they're dead. If they're dead, I'd know. I'd guess, and I'd be right. And I didn't do that, so I think they're alive, and I'm going to keep fighting for them. You know, I, I wish we could call in Groomda. He would, maybe he would know what to do, but unfortunately, I do know he's undergoing unnecessary cosmetic surgery right now. <laughs> he is not handling November well. <laughs> no, he's not. He wants to look like a different man. Let's talk about something else. Thread count, are you masturbating this month? Not this month, no. I haven't had that switch flipped, if you catch my meaning. Perhaps if we were to do a full ship reboot. I'm talking about pushing three buttons on the keyboard and hitting the restart button and letting the entire thing come back to safe mode. Oh, but a, then, a full ship reboot, that's dangerous. There's three keys we'd have to turn at the exact same time for something like that to work. And it would turn off all the gravity on the ship. And as, as well as, as all life, life support. support. Yes, the I arcade, know. <laughs> the wave pool. All the scientific labs. Grimda's uh, anesthesia. <laughs> <laughs> but not the medical robots performing the surgery. No, they're battery powered. <laughs> For safety. <laughs> But the anesthesia is hooked up to, the, to a wall socket. <laughs> well, here goes You know, a power to run out while you're using it, you know? Joe, I want to try it. Imagining, like, the shot. It's, like, Thread Count's hand, Liberty's hand, and then just, like, a separate actor's hand that says Claire on it. <laughs> just a woman human saying with long red nails. But, he, like, somebody wrote Sharpie, like, at a concert, and on it just says Claire. <laughs> All right. I want you each to – I want you each to roll – all right, we are rolling for each of us to turn the key at the same time to do a full ship reboot. Okay. Thread count rolled a five. Liberty rolled a one. Claire rolled a three. One, three, and five. Okay. You each take one of the keys, which you all happen to have. Everyone on the ship has one, just in case this need arises. <laughs> it's got to be three at the same time. But any three, but them, any so three. <laughs> Yeah. Three children could work together. Yeah, could do it. Could do it. You each place your key into the slot. You each give each other a cold stare, knowing the risk. And knowing that risk, you each turn your keys. We cut back to our three missing crewmates. They are led into what can only be described as a prison cell. Large steel bars surround them, and three metal cots are the only objects furnishing the space. I'll take this one. Is that all right, or did you want the left one? I've only heard of jail in books. I've never seen one in person. I see why people think they're bad. No, it's not so bad at all. The biggest danger comes from enemies on the inside, but we don't have to worry about that, do we, fellas? No, we don't. We're the three best friends there ever were. I'll take whichever bunk is left over. The only danger you will have to worry Whoa. about. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm right here. Sorry, I stopped paying attention to you and I thought you left. I should introduce myself. My name 
is Poltar. Poltar, pleasure. The name's Don Valentino. I am the chief servant. I will oversee your training. The king of the servants. I am not a king. I serve the kings. Who are the kings? Yes, I serve the kings of the Pentagon. How many kings? How many kings we talking? Two. Two kings. Two kings! I was picking up a five vibe from this planet, but what what do I know? There used to be three, but we do not discuss that. Oh, you did. Well, you just did. You will serve them, and you will be their combatants in the arena. And again, I gotta, I'm not gonna keep fighting you on this, but I, I am programmed to be a lover, not a fighter. I cannot hurt. That is why they have chosen you. Great. Well, uh, who am it I? It amuses to? them to see if you can learn to kill. It amuses them? It does. Well, <laughs> they're gonna be busting a gut laughing, because I am not gonna be figuring that one out, my friend. Poltar, was it? Yes. Poltar, I can tell you and I are going to be fast friends if you catch my drift. We may. I will be the only one you know that you will not see in combat. And us, of course. You'll know us and also will not be seeing us in combat. That's true. Yes, because that is my role. You will be seeing each other. Right now, I'm looking at the four best friends I have in the world, and I look up to the skies and say, (laughs) excluding Pam, that is. (laughs) Wait. Poltar, you said that we'll see each other in combat? Certainly. If you should live to. You mean that we'll see each other fighting along our side, as we three face off against perils yet unknown? No, you will be fighting each other in duels. (laughs) That's crazy! We are famously best friends! We're also famously an odd number. Those duels are not going to look too good. That does not matter. All who are brought into service shall fight. You have no choice. Well, I would like to talk to one or both of these kings and see if we can negotiate something a little better. There is no discussion. No, come on. Bring those kings down here to talk to the prisoners. You You will not talk to the kings. You will not. It's an old earth saying. I'd like to speak to your manager. Poltar's eyes flash... And as his eyes flash, your wristbands also flash. And when they do, it feels suddenly as if your hands have been plunged into icy water. Don, this is true even of you. Do I short circuit and die? (laughs) No, but you feel it. Okay. You feel this feeling, uh, 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 you know, the feeling of an organic being. You've never experienced anything quite like it this. It freaks me out, and my screen, sh- it's like a, a butthole surfers concert of yeah. just, like, surgery footage and, like, explosions and war and, like, yeah. the rotting fox carcass that, like, in fast motion. Like, and it's it <laughs> jars me completely. And I run up to Poltar, and I grab him. Uh, you you can't run. You can't run. I, I run. You're too, oh, you're too overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. This I is, fall to my knees. You're experiencing touch for the first time as a sentient being, and the first way you're experiencing it is horrible, uncomfortable pain. Holy shit, is that what I'm doing to people? Does it hurt to be touched? Oh, no, Don, no. End it now. You've I'm always, a monster. This is terrible. You've always done great work. His eyes flash again, and the, and the, and the experience ends. You son of a bitch. You listen to me. Older saying, you can't serve two masters. Doesn't say anything about killing them. That's true. The saying (laughs) leaves it murky whether or not you can kill the masters. (laughs) It's implied you can by omission. (laughs) 
<laughs> My delicate little fingies. Oh. And Dr. Dewey uh, puts his hands up to his face and blows them to get them warm again. <laughs> There's a voice that echoes throughout the room that you hear all around you, and it says, 3,000 teahoos for backyard pile. And then there's another similar voice that says, 3,200 teahoos for backyard pile. Are they saying teaholes? Teahoos. Oh, sorry. Teahoos. We're saying teahoos. I was going to say, I've only heard it called a teahole once. And that was a special request. <laughs> Cut to Taylor's cabin on the Cavalier. He's stroking a picture of Don Valentino. <laughs> when do he get back? <laughs> there are some beautiful cabins up on the Cavalier. Big ship. I look at the wall and see the calendar. I frown at camera. I'm from the mountains of the Cavalier. <laughs> You reach up and feel your uh you reach up and feel your face. There's only the barest hint of stubble. <laughs> you know you've got a long month ahead of you. <clears throat> you bet on me all you want. I'll wear your skin like clothes as I teleport back to my ship when oh, this is all 4, over. Five thousand teahoos for a backyard pile. Five thousand teahoos for a backyard pile. Six thousand dehus for backyard pile. Backyard, when you're hot, you're hot. You might as well ride this one out, buddy. Yes, six thousand dehus for backyard pile. You have been bought by King Prime. That's probably the best one. King Prime, no topping that. You can't top Prime unless he wants it, right, Don? That's right. <laughs> We're best Dewey, friends. Dewey, you are among my best friends. <laughs> 50 teahoos for Dr. Dewey. Oh, wait, now, hey, check this out. And uh, Dr. Dewey uh, pulls his um, the his sword off of, like, the belt and does that, like, little anime move where you just sort of, like, slightly take the sword out of its sheath mm. to show just the, the glint of the blade. And then he shoves it back on, and then he straps it back on his belt. He says, I'm carrying the oldest weapon in the book. A big shop stick. Pretty cool, huh? Didn't know he had that. 200 teahoos for Dr. Dewey. Sold to King One. King One? Yes, our two kings. King One and King Prime. King One, King Prime? God. I wish I knew what that third king's name was. You'll never know. Oh, fair's fair. And now to let the bidding commence for me, Don Valentino, a droid who has repeatedly said I am no martial threat whatsoever. 10,000 teahoos for Don Valentino. I'm sorry, come again. 12,000 teahoos for Don Valentino. 15,000 teahoos for Don Valentino. 16,000, 17,000, 18,000. 20,000 teahoos for Don Valentino. <laughs> I'm sorry, is there a big gulf from 19,000 to 20,000? <laughs> Can we have Don't access to this currency? Shut up. <laughs> Boltar. What do we Poltar, get? Poltar comes over and, and pulls out your pockets. I don't keep <laughs> my tea holes in my pockets. What do you? What is in your what? pockets? What? 
what is in your pockets? pockets? Yeah. Um, There's going to be some raisinets. There is going to be a printed out map of the capital city of Chocalia um, with a circled street corner where we'll go to pick up the flowers. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it's... (laughs) It's like four pages because the first page is a top-down bird's eye view of a map with the place circled. And mm-hmm. then the next three pages are like turn-by-turn directions printed out with the street mm. names in bold. Cool. Okay. No T-Hoos though. Joe, I don't think it would be fair of me to tell you that I have T-Hoos in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad we got that clean. <laughs> he does not have T-Hoos. He cannot, he cannot bid. He cannot bid. He does not have T-Hoos. The bid is invalid. I have more Tihus than you can imagine on my ship. Wait a second. I, I've i got an idea. And a, a card prints out from my uh, my chest, and on it is written one million Tihus. What do you think of that, Pole Daddy? Poltar takes the card, and he feels it, and he says, beautiful embossed lettering. Right. And it's thicker than I imagined. Right. And when we win this wager with Don Valentino winning, we'll use that money to buy all three of our freedom. He rips it up in front of you. (laughs) You're so mad because it's a great idea that's going to work. Ripping up cards is the last refuge of a liar. Silence. 25,000 Tihus for Don Valentino. Final offer. Sold to King Prime. And I can't help but, you know, just point out again, it feels like everyone got a real bargain on Dr. Dewey over here. So if you wanted to just reopen the bidding just to make sure so it wasn't a clerical error. Um, I, I, I have the sword. Feeling a little left behind. I, I, believe they, I believe they changed their prices when they saw you had a sword. That upped your value. But they weren't the, expecting it. But not you a lot. You should feel proud. I'm still behind by like a zero or two. Well, perhaps you could prove your value. Okay. I'll do it. Poltar, has anyone ever successfully avoided battle? Yes, many have. How? They have chosen death. Uh, all right. Barring that, mm-hmm. have anyone, has anyone avoided battle? Yes, I have. And how did you do that? I convinced them they needed a sort of go-between. Mm. A liaison. Oh, if you you're a closer. I love it. Yes, it was good for me. No, you saw a hole and you went right in there. I love that. I was pretty proud of it, and I've never been able to brag about it because everyone else here lives to fight. Right, right, but you fight to live. You're a different breed, I can tell. In a, in a way. Poltar, you and me, I'm telling you, there's something there. Oh? Oh, yeah. Look, I see you. I see the real you. I see who you really are. You're not a fighter. You're not even a bureaucrat. You're a survivor. And I'd love to be like you. Well, that is not your fate. There is only me. Well, fair enough. You hear those voices again? 10,000 Tihus that Don Valentino kills Poltar. 12,000 Tihus that Don Valentino seduces Poltar. I'll take that bet. Yes. Poltar, don't listen to them. They're trying to drive a wedge between us. They can see there's a natural spark there, chemistry. I have it with most, but yes, I do have it with you, too. Don't let them (laughs) come between us. I promise not to hurt or to seduce you, unless that's what you're into. I have time for neither. You will now receive your first lesson in battle. Jasira! He claps his hands, 
and the woman with purple hair and a gun enters your prison cell. Poltar disappears with a crackle. Tell me, have you taken lives before? Only accidentally and only 12 times. Oh, that is, that is, that is many. You are, you will do well in the, in the Pentagon. So I hate to be a broken record on this one, but no, I've never taken a life and I cannot. Yes, many. And though I hold the record for the most combat vaser stuns on unarmed targets, <laughs> I have also <laughs> brought many people as an operator within the Vanguard Sigma Force, Tier 1, of course, brought many people to a kinetic and fatal end. You will also do well. Yes, I see why they summoned each of you. You will be great combatants. Don, you disagree. I can see the image of a skeptical man on your screen face. Oh, sorry about that. And I switch it to an agreeing man, uh, just sort of like nodding. You gotta, you, you gotta forgive me on that one. I've, I've just told you guys a million times, I'm, I'm a lover, not a fighter. But you're telling me I gotta fight, and if that's what I gotta do, that's what I gotta do. What is this love? Love. <laughs> it's a special thing. It's a thing that two people share, or maybe three people. Up to 24 people can share it. (laughs) (laughs) But no more? Well, they can, but at a certain point, you know, you're not connecting with everyone in there. It's more of a group thing. And that's fine, and I'm into it. But basically, it's a bond. It's like friendship. Except, well, it's a little better than friendship. It's the kind of friendship that, where your two hearts, they reach out and they shake each other's hands. Sometimes you get yourself nice and sweaty doing it. But not every time. And you, you do this? Well, I do it all the time. Not this month, your of hands, course. Pardon? Your, ha- your hands get sweaty? Well, my hands don't, but believe me, I've seen enough hands grazing my screen to know, yeah, they get they get pretty sweaty indeed. Jasira's eyes flash, and for a moment, you feel a strange sensation again. Not the same icy, icy pain that you felt before, but you feel... Sweat on your palms, Dawn. Warmth and wetness you've never noticed before. Whoa! And my screen goes to Nixon on laughing, saying, Sock it to me. (laughs) Hey, that wasn't half bad. Jasira, was it? Yes. What do you say you and I get out of here? You forsake your duties and we see the rest of this extremely hot planet. No, we cannot. And her eyes flash and the sensation goes away, Dawn. No, I'm going to miss that one. We are trained to follow a different path. We form bonds as well, but bonds in the Pentagon. Bonds of two hearts together, opposite each other, yearning for survival. It is the greatest bond we can ever know. There is no greater bond than one heart, holding another heart close and extinguishing it. Can can you imagine it, Don? I'm a big believer in not knocking it till you try it, but I don't want to kill nobody. Jasira, I'm begging you. Can't you just try to see it my way? Baby. She holds her gun. She holds her famous gun up to the temple of Backyard Pile. Go on. Try it. Would you let me take his life, Don Valentino? Now, why would I do a thing like that? I made a promise to Pam that he would come back just fine. Then stop me. Stop you? She cocks her gun. Just you wait, I'll stop you. And I step forward and I'm going to try. I just put my screen, my screen turns into lips and I just like put my screen right up against her (laughs) face. The only way to stop me is to take my life. She pushes your face away. 
What, you mean I gotta choose between two lives? I gotta choose between Major Backyard Pyle's life and you, Jasira, a beautiful queen who I just met? Yes, you are a powerful android capable of complex feelings and thoughts. Make this choice. You're right, and you've underestimated me. And I'm going to turn, and I'm going to open my chest, and I'm going to fire a uh, uh, one of my cards at her hand to try to knock the gun out of her hand. <laughs> uh, make a feelings roll. You got it. Oh, that's going to be a laser's feelings. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, do you want to ask me a question? Uh, okay, well, I'm going to try to keep it on, on, on game. Do I have a shot with her? Yes. Okay, absolutely. Okay, the card is going to say, uh, believe in yourself. The, <laughs> great. Uh, she's not expecting this. The card flies, hits her hand holding the gun. It clatters to the floor. She stumbles to go and pick it up, but before she does, she sees the card. And she really, she really sees it. She really takes it in. You see, you're not tied to this life. You could be so much more. Believe in myself. Yeah, I don't know. Um, with... Big, exaggerated, sort of like a cartoon character trying to like sneak into a house. Uh, Dr. Dewey is tiptoeing behind her, like Mm -hmm. to try to like lean down and as quietly as possible, pick up the gun off the floor. Make a make a lasers roll. Roll the two. That's a success. You tiptoe around. We make little xylophone tick, 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 ticks. And you grab that gun. (laughs) <laughs> I have a gun and a sword now. <laughs> Dr. Dewey. <laughs> and he holds both of, the, uh, both of them up triumphantly. You see, we've got you surrounded. We've got you in a circle, which, as you know, is one of the most peaceful shapes that a person can be caught in. We mean you no harm. We are not taught other shapes here beyond the Pentagon. There's so many more. Really? There's the triangle, the square, the rectangle, the circle... The dodecahedron. The... Did I say triangle? The letter B. Very unique shape. Describe the circle to me. How many sides does it have? Just the one. What? Just the one. And I don't understand. Now I know what you're thinking. I'm This, this idiot's describing a line. No. The two yeah, ends of it meet each that's other. That's what I'm thinking. It's a, now, I'm actually stuck here. I don't know how to describe a circle without using the word circle. <laughs> here, I can help. And Backyard reaches out his hands and takes one hand of Dr. Dewey and the other hand of Dom, and we all join hands. See now? Ah, so it it, it, it is not one line. It is three lines. I see. Well, no, oh, look that's at a how triangle. we're sort of angling our arms out to make it so that it's round. Ima- like now, of course, we have hinges and joints, so it's not yes. perfectly round, but imagine it's gotta, rounded. Uh, play along with us. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I see it. Okay. All of yes. your suns are circle shaped. Oh, there it is. The sun. It's shaped like the sun. The sun is a circle. Oh, Very good. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. I'm getting it now. What say you come back with us? You'd be welcome aboard our ship. I'm sure of it. And if not, really? well, you'd be welcome in our jail. The kings of the Pentagon would never allow it. Well, you know, that's the beauty part. You don't have to worry about the kings of the Pentagon. We'd be far away from them. Help us escape. We can save you from them. But weren't they able to spy on us? And we were pretty far away. I don't know. I think these kings are pretty powerful. Not to blow a giant hole in what was maybe a successful plan here. 
just singing out loud, just spitballing. You hear all around you. 1,000 Tihus, they successfully escape. 2,000 Tihus, they die in the attempt. Okay, so they're betting on it. They're definitely at peace mentally with the idea of us leaving. You know, they could even benefit from So, you know, one of those kings, if we were to escape, one of those kings would stand to make a hefty profit. What do you say? And I get down on my knees, and my face turns into a rose. Say, so what do you say? I'm on bended knee, baby. Could you show me this? What is it? Love? Of course. Of course I could show it to you. And my face quickly turns into a montage of, like, romantic. Like, the um, the photo shoot of the, the book that Liberty was reading. You see, like, Fabio's, like, uh-huh. hair in the wind. You see people embracing. It's just some of it's just straight-up porn on there. You see... Also the decomposing fox. Yeah, the one, there's one shot of the decomposing <laughs> fox. And he, he zooms in really fast, and you see two bugs fell in love in its course. <laughs> can I... Can I be honest with you? Sure, I hope you will. This feels a little artificial. Oh, you want the real thing? Yes, yes. All right, I, I, I guarantee you it's waiting on the ship. Just come with us, we'll bring you to that ship, and it's, it's, I, I can make this happen. I, those rooms are not booked this month. No, not the... I don't want to do something you need in private. I want the feeling. I want the real... Oh, uh, you want... like being watched. I understand. <sighs> I'm sorry, Don. I'm sorry. What do you mean? She pulls out a knife and stabs you. <gasps> no, this is terrible. I, I know that's terrible. I mean, it obviously doesn't hurt, but I, I, I know that's bad for me. She pulls the knife across your midsection. <gasps> there are sparks flying and, and little like, pour wires out everywhere. popping up. Cards everywhere. There's a lot of paper. No. You get a paper jam alert. No, please, no. I was, I was 74 years from retirement, and I love my job. Dewey. Am I allowed? You've got a sword and a gun. Oh, yes. You stand my best friend. I hate you. And he shoots her. Make a make a laser's roll. Uh, I got a laser feelings. Ooh. Uh, ask me a question. How do we get back to the ship? You're going to have to persuade someone to give you an audience with those kings. Okay. Your bullet strikes her in the leg. Jasira recoils and, and pulls back from Don Valentino. He's injured, but... Not dead. Oh, this is this is terrible. My screen, there's like all sorts of like static on my screen, like the image quality. It looks now like the tape of the face that you were seeing before. It looks now like a tape that you got from like like a popular like VHS from like Blockbuster or something. It's just been like watched and watched and watched and like the uh, the visual quality and the audio quality is like much lower now. And what happened to her? What happened to the purple haired lady with the that used to have a gun? She was shot in the leg. Leg. This is where I was aiming, I'll tell you that. Uh, backyard runs up and kicks her out of the cell. Well, the, the door is closed. Kicks her into the door of the cell. <laughs> against the wall. She's unconscious. Please, Don's going to turn and say, please, please, friends, don't sink to their level. We're better than this. We're the three best friends. That's right. And I will shoot anyone who gives you another paper jam. Any one of them. Please, it's just... It's just a paper jam. If any of the three of us could be harmed, it's me. I can take it. You just gotta make sure I get back to Pam in one piece. I promise you, on top of everything I hold holy, you will survive this without injury or significant psychological, emotional labor. Now here, come here, old friend. I used to fix up 
some battle droids back in the Vanguard <laughs> Sigma Force days, and <laughs> I recognize a uh, torso hold beam rupture <laughs> like the back of my hand. I can use a spring here uh, from one of these cots and have you fixed up just fine. Backyard, make a lasers roll. Make two lasers rolls. You are experienced in this. Roll my number, roll my number again. That's double Whoa. my numbers, double my numbers, double my number, five. You ask me two questions, or ask me one really juicy question. Your choice. Mm, okay. <laughs> um, will the kings be at the battle? No. <gasps> okay. The kings will not be at the at the fucking battle the kings are so the kings are never at physically at the battle they're always watching but they're never they're never there but if you know you pique their interest who knows maybe you could get an audience you know you do something you know you make a compelling offer they clearly they're into like they want to be entertained they want to be uh, you know, they want something exciting to happen. They brought you here as fresh, you know, fresh meat. So surprise them. So Backyard, you got two laser feelings. You expertly repaired Don Valentino. And maybe while you're in there, you toss in a few surprises that you picked up on the battlefield yourself. Yeah. Maybe Don's a little different than he was before. But you don't have time to really delve into it because just as you finish patching him up, Poltar appears again before you. In one hour, your first combat shall begin. Prepare your bodies. Ugh. I wish I could, right, guys? <laughs> Don laughs, and his face now, there's a mustache on his face on the screen. By the way, thanks for that, Backyard. Oh, my pleasure. Left a little something extra in there. You can probably feel it. Wink. We cut now. We cut away from whatever's happening here to black total deep blackness of space and then a light flickers another light flickers a whole system of lights following around a beige carpet flicker on then we see them our heroes aboard the bridge of the cavalier floating in zero g and then we hear a familiar hum kick in and they all fall to the ground. Well, except for Claire President. Uh, so Liberty, I'm going to go to the, the comm to talk to the entire ship. Hey, uh, Liberty here. Sorry about that. We um, uh, we hit a deer and I'm going to hang up and look at them. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Why did I say that? Now that we have a clean system reboot, let's take a look and see if any anomalies Will present themselves a little bit better with clarity and focus. Clarity and focus, that's what this whole month's about, you know? Yes, I suppose that we needed to turn off the ship's functions the same way that all of you organic forms have turned off yours. And yours, Dreadcount. You said that you were observing November as well. I always do. <laughs> Dreadcount, before we, before we linger too long in that moment, uh, you look down at the console and see there's a ping. It seems... Recalibrating the sensors has allowed them to detect an anomaly? Enhance. Enhance the ping. <laughs> Much louder ping. <laughs> Pong. <laughs> They've detected a trail of photonic particles exiting this system and traveling what looks like 
50 light years away? That could just be standard solar radiation from the nearby star. It seems to be awfully specific and focused and direct. We've got nothing better to do. Set a course to follow that path of photons. We cut back to the Pentagon. There, we see our three heroes. Backyard Pile, Dr. Dewey, Don Valentino. But they're all now dressed in cool gladiator gear. (laughs) And I've still got a gun in one hand and my saber in the other. Backyard Pile and Don Valentino, you've each been allowed one weapon. What do you choose? A laser Gatlin gun. Not not a gun. Oh, a laser Gatlin cannon. Not no, not a not a firearm or projectile. A bomb. <laughs> you have a bomb. Great. Okay. Yep. <laughs> you have a bomb. Yeah, it's about the Use size well. of a basketball. Yeah. And I have a satirical black, newsletter. A black <laughs> sphere with like a little rope sticking out of it. Yeah, and it says the economy on it. <laughs> <laughs> Grabbed it out of Batman's hands. <laughs> and I've got a trident. The barrel on tank treads enters the Pentagon, along with that tall beaver carrying the club. Mm, the beaver is mine because he looks easier. <laughs> Uh, your suspicions are borne out, Dr. Dewey, because the uh, the barrel on Tank Tread's arms begin to whir and spin those sabers extremely quickly, creating a, you know, like a, like a, like a, you know, like a whirring blade of death. All right, I'll take the barrel. Besides, I think we speak the same language after all. The ones and zeros of robots. The barrel says, I'm a living thing. Oh, <laughs> my deepest apologies. Well, that's, I'm actually... That's good for me, though. If you're a living thing, you can be seduced. Well, you, you paused. Yeah, you know I, it's true. You're thinking about it. I, honest, oh, uh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, you're, you're into this. Oh, am I? Am I ever? I had myself turned into a liquid on a dare. Did you really? Why? <laughs> and since then, no one has loved me. Really? Despite the the proof, pro, the proof positive of your boldness and your ingenuity. I know. Right, when I think of a guy who turns himself into a liquid on a dare, I think that's a guy who's not afraid of anything. I thought it would, I thought it would really make people admire well, me. Well, look, you thought wrong, but not totally wrong, because I do admire you. I guess I was just waiting for that special someone to come along. Not anymore, friend. Throw down your arms. Uh, Don, make a, uh, make a feelings roll. You got it. That was a six? Yeah, that's a success. The barrel throws its swords down it says it's great to meet you i am hoover septimus hoover septimus how did i not guess beautiful name for a beautiful set of liquid do you always take the shape of your container (laughs) i must unless it's a little nippy out oh and then you freeze solid yes what's your freezing point can i ask is that too forward i never tell well of course not a liquid never tells all right, I'll tell you. Oh, it is. It's 18 degrees Celsius. 17, you have Celsius here. I Well, wonders never cease. I love that. And Wait, no, that's too warm. That's too warm. That's way too warm. Say, what, how are you ever liquid comfortably? Two degrees Celsius. But I mean, you know, there's five suns on this planet. Okay, two. That. He slowly, he's, his tank tread slowly moved towards you. Come on out of there. Let's say, uh, you, and I'm going to turn to the other guys 
and I'm going to my screen. I'm going to turn to them to like backyard mm-hmm. and Dewey. Mm-hmm. And my screen is going to be like, I mean, it's, it's going to be like the hands doing the like hurry up gesture. Uh, it's going to be mm-hmm. like uh, stock footage of like a guy running track and like cars racing. I'm like trying to tell them to hurry up. I'm going to turn back mm-hmm. to him and I'm like, come out here and let's uh, let's figure out how it works with liquid. <laughs> Backyard is uh, fighting a creature that looks like a chicken that's been skinned, uh, but it has a robot head coming out the top, okay. uh, a robot human head. And he, Backyard is takes his bomb and s- just breaks it across the beak <laughs> of this robot <laughs> human bird. And says, "God damn it, Don! The one time you choose to fall in love is now, here, and especially during this month." What can I say? The heart wants what it wants. Yeah, but you know you can't consummate. It's November. Yeah, we'll see about that. It's not November everywhere. Stop. There can be no love. There must only be death in the Pentagon. There must only be fighting. What are you doing? You cannot You cannot seduce the other servants. 600 Tihus that he seduces everyone. 700 Tihus that he seduces me. Oh. I don't think he's really going to be seducing much more because we've undertaken... A solemn vow to celebrate November. Wait a minute. These kings can be seduced. November? What is November? Come down here and we'll tell you. No, you come to us. And there's that familiar crackle. And then you appear in a new space. It's a dark, dark room. It's much colder than it was on the surface of the planet. It's a rocky, cavernous room, but but cramped. And sitting there before you are two they look like um like hairless squirrels mm-hmm. but but like really old but like really really old like really wrinkly and old uh, and they're in they're both in little uh like little hover chairs what is this what is november i am king prime and i i am king one yes tell us what is this november you keep talking about why imagine if you will, a challenge greater than battle. Impossible. No, for the greatest foe is within us. Hmm? Don't you know the different stories? Man versus man, man versus God, man versus nature. Well, the toughest one of all, man versus self. That dragon called desire, friend. Behold, the greatest challenge in the galaxy. You're not allowed to come in November. <laughs> Best podcast in the world. Best podcast in the world. I just got an email from the potties. So we're walking. The whole month. The entire month. It gives you incredible focus of mind and spirit. I have lived. For 3,000 years. I have never experienced such a thing. Oh, then have you ever truly lived? I thought I did. I thought I was. Well, you've been in the wilderness, friend. Making these little fights. Let's make a deal. If you can go the next 30 minutes without (laughs) coming, We'll fight to the death for you. We're tricking them into but, like playing a "if you come, you lose" game. But if if you come, you must let us go home 
and free all the other combatants here as well. And promise that you won't steal any more people. 30 minutes? We can definitely, we can, we can totally last 30 minutes. Yeah, like, what? Well, like, so yeah. is that a yes? Yes. Deal. I'll even sweeten the pot. 1,000 teehoos. <laughs> sure. Okay. All right, Yeah, I mean, sure. we'll take that. Why not? Do you happen to know the conversion of, like, teehoos? <laughs> we were to stop at, like, an airport on the way back. Like, what the? You'll find out soon enough. All right. Looks like we've got a bargain. Done. Go do that voodoo that you do so well. I do do it. And I turn and I, I click my screen and a barrage of delightful forbidden images begins to play on my screen. And we cut for 30 minutes. <laughs> okay. 30 minutes have passed. We now find ourselves on the bridge of the Cavalier. They followed that strange trail and found themselves in an unusual system. A system of five suns with one planet orbiting and a few scant life signs. Five suns? What the hell is this? The Lawrence brothers? Plus two. (laughs) (laughs) That's the stupidest thing I've ever said. That's that's so (laughs) bad. It's a competitive field, too. (laughs) Boy. (laughs) I've heard of brotherly love. Because of Philadelphia. Oh, look, there's five suns here. Can we get more specific readings on the life signs? That is to say, can we enhance? A variety of life signs. Most sentient, they're about, they're about uh, 15. Uh, a, a mishmash of species, two humans, and also one android. What do we think, fellas? Are those our missing crewmates that were assumed dead, Claire? Statistically, the chance of those life signs corresponding to our colleagues is virtually zero. You're hailed. Probably not them. Don Valentino appears on the comm screen. Behind him, Backyard Pile and Dr. Dewey, looking more or less okay. And then behind them, you see two little old hairless squirrels in hover chairs. And they're blushing. Hey, so uh, I'm going to spare you the details on this one, but the two guys behind me are all tuckered out for a long winter's nap, if you catch my drift. And we see, as he's saying this, uh, they're all sharing cigars. Don Valentino, it is fantastic to see you fully operational and within uh, a reasonable distance from the ship, I might add. Thread count. (laughs) That's just two robots talking to each other, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we are programmed to speak as the humans do. That's true. Why don't we now speak the hidden language only you and I know? <laughs> Very well. Transmitting and receiving. That's true. You know, I'm not completely operational. I'm going to move the camera down and you can see that I'm I'm like patchwork put together by... By pile, I'm st- there's like sparks coming out of me. Oh my, we must get you into an engineer's office ASAP. That's right, I want to get cleaned up and then I had something I want to say to Pam. What do you say, can you phase us home? It would be my pleasure. Oh, and while you're phasing, I got two more I made a little bit of a promise to. Can you phase them as well? Certainly. Actually, might have been three now that I'm thinking about it. Just to be safe, let's beam all three. It's a big ship, Don. That's right. 
It's a big world. A lot of lids for a lot of pots. Okay, we're pressing the button now. <laughs> Thread count, do you like me? Of course I like I've you. just always picked up a vibe. I don't know. Frankly, I'm a little bit envious of your ability to connect to the other living meat-based organisms on board in a way that I never can. And I'm envious of your ability to not do that. Hmm. In a way, we are two suns orbiting each other that will never collide. Two suns? Which is three less than the ones I'm looking at. I'm going to push the button now. He pushes the button, and you phase back to the teleportation chamber of the Cavalier, that old, familiar front door. And there, well, there she is, Pam. Oh, wow. Look at you, back back just like you said you were. I thought, gosh, I thought maybe we lost you. I was worried. Of course you were, Pam, because your heart's too big, and you worry too much. By the way, did we did we phase the other guys? That's, that's Sorry, that's a lot of, like, criticism just... Uh, oh, I meant way. it positively. I meant it like, you know, it's like it's really a compliment, but you phrase it like that. I, I, I do apologize. Let me phrase it like okay. this. Bam, you got a big okay. old heart and you care a lot. You're full of empathy in a good way. That's better. Okay. Okay. I take, I'll, I'll take that. It's okay. the same yeah. information. All right. And uh, can I ask Joe, the other three that, I, that he asked about, did they also get phased mm-hmm. up? Yeah. I'm going to turn to them yes. and go, boys, this is that Pam I was telling you about. Oh, yes, Pam, your other king. Almost. Pam's a queen. She gives you a look. What did I say, Pam? I said I'd return to you in one piece. And I lied. I've been injured. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, Pam, look. I got a gun. Do you think I can light a cigar with it? <laughs> Dr. Dewey picks up the cigar he left behind. A bunch of people from different corners who, like, weren't speaking rushed to get the gun away from Dr. Dewey. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like I found it fair and square. What adventure lies next amongst these, those stars of space? Oh, these, those stars of space, stars Ali Fisher, Branson Reese, Carly Minardo, Christopher Hastings, Taylor Moore, Tim Platt, and Joe Lepore as everything and everyone else. Produced by Joe Lepore and Taylor Moore at Fortunate Horse, our theme and additional music is composed by Huge Today. See you next time, Cosmic Voyagers for another story from Oh These, Those Stars of Space. We cut back to a surgery room. You hear a beep, beep. And a surgery droid turns to the camera and says, We lost him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> we should have never let you discover that you could do things to Groom when Tim's not here. It's amazing. But then the camera pans over to see Groom to running down the hall, and he means that, like, literally, like, they lost Groom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>